All right. Uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate everybody taking the time to, uh, to tune in and, and listen to these. We have something a little bit different on this podcast, which is, guess what? I'm getting interviewed. So I have a, a good podcast listener that lives local to me, uh, Curtis. And Curtis is here in my makeshift uh, studio, my high dollar makeshift studio. And Curtis is going to, uh, to interview me with some questions. So uh, something a little bit different. And Curtis has written to me with um, some questions uh, about his writing. And uh, I, I actually am going into this fairly blank. We've kind of exchanged some emails on this, but for the most part, um, I don't really know what he's going to ask me. So this, uh, this should be interesting. Uh, and uh, so it's time for Curtis to uh, kind of introduce himself a little bit and uh, he can start asking me some questions. So Curtis, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. And thank you for having me. It's really an honor to be here. So um, I have a, a history of poor flexibility uh, and have difficulty getting off the bike uh, and, and actually touching my knee down. So I guess what I really want to know is the, really the importance of of transition and getting actually getting that knee down is is because I can't do that is it actually slowing me up will I not be a good as a rider as other people who are able to get their knee down um, for speed um, yeah so there's, there's a couple things to that and so uh, there's a couple things so let's let's talk about that so first of all when we look at my order of the sport Body position and body timing um, are the last things that we look at. Are they important? Yes. Um, we'll introduce them when they're holding you back. So two points here. One, when, when we hang off the bike, why are we hanging off the bike? We're hanging off the bike so we can run less lean angle. That, that's why we're doing it. Plus, we also you look at the body timing aspect as well. So it helps us go from, from foot peg to foot peg at the right time, and that helps the bike turn. In your case, it sounds like you're, it's just because of the limited flexibility, it's not being able to get your knee out as far as you, you'd like. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, so, so that doesn't necessarily mean you can't put some weight on the foot peg, um, but it does limit you for how much upper body mass you can get over. So it could potential, potentially limit you know, the, the amount of lean angle that, that you would have. So that's one aspect, that's one aspect of it. The, the other aspect, um, of it as far as is is um, how that works is yeah getting getting the you know getting the bike to turn you know like I mentioned at at the right time right. so we'll we'll take a look at look at both of those things and, and is it is it limiting you ultimately well yeah it is okay. but there's some things that we can do to mitigate that 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 you know there's there's been plenty of riders out there that don't necessarily have the best body position in the world that can get around the track really really well. So what this what this means for for you is we have to be more precise with those other fundamentals. We have to be more precise specifically with our bike placement. We have to be more specific with our brake usage. And if if we have to be better, um, when I say bike placement, it's really making sure that we're 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 using more of the track. And, and it's funny you and I had a very quick conversation about you know using more radius. So think about it. Uh, I know you talked about the track that you're, you just came from today was Thunder Hill, mm -hmm. right? So you got to go ride at Thunder Hill today, which is nice. Um, but, and we can pick any turn at Thunder Hill, but if you're entering the turn, say 10 feet um, 
um, earlier or not using as much track as I would, you know, using 10, 10 feet of less track than I am, well then you've got two choices. You either have to slow down at the same lean angle or you run more lean angle. But if you're lean angle limited, then there's your problem. So we would use more track. We can use turn one as an example, right? So turn one, we come to turn one at Thunder Hill, very, very fast turn. Well, if, if I'm, if, if I'm going to open up the entry, in other words, I'm entering turn one all the way from the right at the same, you and I are at the same speed, then I can run less lean angle than you do if you're 10 feet narrower than I do. So oh, that, yeah. Okay. Yes. So, okay. So does okay. that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. So if you're going to have that same body position, I want to be very, very specific and use as much track as, as I, I possibly can. And, and right now, if you're not using as much track as you possibly can, that's going to be the first thing that's, that'll be the first thing that we would look at is your bike placement and making sure that you're using as much radius as possible. Because if you're using as much radius as possible on the entry, so specifically before turn in and on the exit, then you you can run overall less less lean angle. So does that part make sense? Yes. Okay. So the second part of that is is okay. So when when should we have maximum lean angle? So and you and I talked just a little bit about this. When should we have maximum lean angle? At the slowest. Yeah, part of at the, the slowest part of the corner. Why? Because it's the slowest, the slowest part of the dang corner. <laughs> so that that's how we do it. So then what I would look at with Curtis is making sure that. He's adding lean angle incrementally to the slowest point of the corner and then taking away lean angle from the slowest point of the corner. So I would look at that, I would look at that part first to make sure we had that. If if I was good on his bike placement and we had the bike placement nailed, and it's funny, by just looking at the bike placement and making sure we've got bike placement nailed, that's literally going to take care of, of probably 75% of what he's what he's thinking about. The next part that, that that we would look at, though, is is with body position. Even though he's not able to get his knee out, um, you know, like some you know seventeen year old kid made out of rubber, <laughs> which yeah. those damn kids. Yeah, I know. I know. Is this? Uh, we would look at making sure just your mass is to the inside. So if we drew an imaginary line, say in the middle of your windscreen, right? What kind of bike you're riding? Uh, ZX10R. ZX10R. That is a fun bike. Yes, <laughs> yes very fun bike. Um, very speedy. So if we drew an imaginary line up, up your up the middle of your windscreen, we would want to have your mass to the inside of that. Specifically, we would want to have your mass to the inside at turn in. So as you sat up on the brakes and then you turned in, as long as I had your mass to the inside, I'm good with that. The problem is, is if we end up having our mass to the outside of that line as we turned in, then you end up running way more lean angle than you need to. So, so that, am I already into the at turn in? It's all happening at the same time. Yeah. Or am I because I'm getting my butt out a little bit to prep right. before the corner, but you still wait, right? You wait till turn in before you start. Yeah. Yeah. So at, at turn in, right? And and you'd be shocked at what a small difference your upper body mass can make. By just being to the inside of that of that imaginary inside, you know, middle line. So if your mass is to the inside, even if it's barely, you, the difference is dramatic rather than um, having it to the outside. It's funny. This is a this is kind of a, a funny story. But you think um, you know, like suspension adjustments. 
you know, when you make it a suspension adjustments, you know, like a two millimeter ride heights change is actually a fairly big change, right? Yes. Two millimeters. But yet, if you can move your body 40 millimeters or 80 millimeters, that's huge. <laughs> so by just having your upper body to the inside and having a little bit of weight on that inside peg is, is massive. And we would initiate that on turn in. So you'd sit up on the brakes. And then if you just were able to keep your mass to the inside at turn in, at turn in. and kept it that way throughout the corner, it, it, it'd be a huge step in reducing lean angle overall. So that that would be the next uh, that would be the next point that I would look at. If your trajectory was right, your bike placement was right, and we looked at that, the next step would be making sure that um, making sure that I had your mass to the inside um, at, at, at turn in. So you said incrementally into the apex. Yeah. I see guys on turn one Thunderhill by the because they go way out to the right, like yep. we all do, by mid track, their knee down. So is there is what is there an advantage that okay. they're able to get yeah. knee down so quick? So they're yeah at, at a quicker pace you bet. So the faster you go, that's that's the, the bottom line is right. The faster you go, the more lean angle you have to, to run, and the faster you go, um, the the quicker all of your actions have to be. So if if you're getting around the racetrack, and that's that's something I look at riders that I ride with, and, and let's just make up the lap time. And I think you said your lap time around Thunder Hill was around two minutes, okay. somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. very very quick lap time there, which is which is fantastic. If if I can get around Thunder Hill, and you get around Thunder Hill, in a, and I'm going to make this up because I don't know, but let's say we run around Thunder Hill, and our maximum lean angle is around say 40 degrees, but there's another rider in front of you who's running 50 degrees of lean angle. Well. His knee may be on the ground, but is he separated from his bike? Is he run, Is he just running more lean angle for that lap time? Okay. So do you see the difference there? So his knee may be on the ground, but the question is, is he separated off the bike? Is he still running the, the lean angle? I want to run the minimum amount of lean angle possible for that lap time. As I go quicker, you know, I'll add more lean angle for sure. And And so when you see riders like that, there's, there's a lot of things that come into play. When is their knee on the ground? So you said their knee's on the ground on the entry. Well, when on the entry? Is your knee on the ground at the apex? Is your knee on the ground after the apex? So is that the rider that you're just, let's, let's make up, right? So the rider that you're, you're sort of envisioning or talking about, is he running the same lap time you are? Oh, he's faster than I am. Yeah, he's yeah. faster than <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, if that rider's faster than you, yes, his knee is going to be on the ground sooner because he has to, he has to run more lean angle than, than you do. That's, that's the bottom line. So what we would do with you is, is, again, making sure your trajectory is right, making sure your mass is to the inside, and then we'll talk about a couple of other little things with your foot position and inside arm as inside arm as well. So, kind of going back to that other rider, it's it's. I want you to think about your when is your knee on the ground, and the idea is is you know when you go to start to pick up the throttle and drive off the corner, if you're adding throttle points, your knee should not be on the ground. If your knee's on the ground after the apex on exit corners, that's not that's not good. So that means your trajectory's off or you don't have the bike slowed and pointed as, as you should. So knee on the ground early is fine, especially as the lap time comes up. But you know, how long is the knee on the ground? Is the knee on the ground at the slowest part of the corner? And it, does the knee come off as they start to add drive throttle? Does that, does that, yes. does that, start, that part make sense? Yeah, that makes a okay. lot of sense. So the other parts that can kind of take, that can kind of help this out a little bit is, um, one, we mentioned it, keeping your mass to the inside. 
to inside foot position will, will be a really, really big deal, um, is making sure the inside foot, there's, there's weight on the inside foot. With, if you're not gonna use your, your uh, not be able to hang off as much or get your knee out as much, you can still use a lot of foot pressure. Uh, Scott Russell uses, um, even though Scott doesn't hang off a ton, the faster he goes and where he does hang off, but Scott um, uses his feet quite a bit. He'll go through two or three sets of boots a year because he's using the, the feet, the feet. Um, quite, quite a bit. So. And foot to foot. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay, so I think, I think one of the things that you had talked about in one of your emails was, okay, how does the transitions work? Right, so in other words, how does the transitions, am I using my arms, am I using my feet, legs, how does that all work? And where that really starts off with is we, we, have to, we, we really work our feet first. So the transition at Thunder Hill, there's two great transitions, turn three to turn four, um, where you're going from um, right to left in three to four, and then in, uh, the S's there, which are very high speed, um, 11, 12, 13, you're going left, right, left. And the way that that would start off with, and it's, it's important that, that we get to understand that there actually is a pathway for this, a pathway. So if you're thinking, well, gosh, I'm just trying to get my knee down on each one of those, and you know, just, I'm just gonna fight to throw the bike down and get it on my knee, we, we, have to start, we have to start building this. And as you go from turn 11 to left, turn 12 right, turn 13 left, it's gonna be foot peg to foot peg. So we'll start off with foot pressure, right? Foot peg, to foot peg, it's up and over, foot peg to foot peg. And then as we get quicker, we think about using our outside thigh. So then it, it, it goes from foot peg to foot peg, to thigh to thigh. And I think, you know, what that's something that you hadn't sort of thought about yet. Uh, no, no, in my head I thought about, <laughs> I knew that my thigh should play yeah. a role, but I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still trying, because I did a two-up with you, and I'm still trying to mimic how your foot, your foot just dropped that bike yeah, over. Yeah, and so that's the, and that's the funny thing, is right, on two-up rides, we really can't use our body that much, yeah. right? But I can use my feet and my thighs oh, a lot. Went way over, yeah. Correct. And, and so, so it starts off with, you know, foot to foot, right? Left to right, foot to foot. And then as we go, I'm gonna go from thigh to thigh. And when I go from thigh to thigh, it might be, you know, in, in my case, because um, uh, I do work very, very hard on my flexibility, let, let's just say I'm going from left to right, and when I go from left to right, it's 10 inches, whatever it is. If your case is four inches, but you still can get your thigh engaged. And so the feeling then goes from thigh against the tank, thigh against the tank. And that movement, if you time it correctly going left to right, is gonna help the bike turn in that. Okay. that. So, so think foot to foot first, then as you get quicker, grip gets better, confidence gets better, lap time gets better, then it goes from thigh to thigh. Oh, okay. And that speeds up the bike turning from left to right. Then, as you go even quicker, <laughs> and that's what you'll see these guys, you know, these super quick, you know, super fast guys, watch MotoGP. So MotoGP is not worried about foot to foot. They're not worried about thigh to thigh. They're worried about knee to knee. Knee to knee. Yeah, right. The bike goes from all the way to the left, maximum lean angle, all the way to the right, maximum lean angle in a very, very short amount of time. Yes, you know, they have all those, you know, they're professional riders, obviously. Um, they're, they're, very, they're very used to doing this, but that's the feeling they're looking for. The ultimate feeling is getting the bike to turn very quickly is going from knee on the ground all the way to the left, knee on the ground all the way to the right, or from right to left, and it ends up being knee to knee. 
but we have to build a pathway to do it. Yeah. If you don't know, and you're just gonna go out there and go, dude, I'm gonna go out there and go knee to knee, it's probably not going to end very well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start off with foot, foot, foot to foot, foot, thigh to thigh, yeah. and then yeah. knee to knee. And that is a really great pathway to build on that, so. One more question on that. I in envisioning in my head and watching MotoGP, it seemed like they actually before they turned in that they got the bike tilted. That and that's where the word transition too. That almost that they before they turned in the bike transitioned a little bit and then they turned in. And then I just heard your last podcast when you said talked about fading. Then I'm thinking, okay, so now I'm off. Yeah. No, I'm no, I don't know what I'm talking. Yeah. About. No. 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 So yeah, two completely different things. And and you know the, you'll watch some of the MotoGP guys, and of course it's very corner specific, all the different things that are going on, whether their legs dangling, all that's going on. But yeah, you, you'll see them give some sort of input, whether it's it's a little bit of bar input or a little bit of foot peg pressure, outside thigh pressure. They may take the bike off, off center um, a little bit. They're going so darn fast. There's so much force into the bike that they need to start the process okay. very, very early. Also think about it. The major part of the contact patch of the tire is not straight up and down. The major part of the contact patch of the tire is when you're slightly leaned over. So they're gonna fight for that maximum part of the contact patch, and that may be when the bike is slightly leaned over, and they're trying to get it into that sweet spot as well. So you'll see them take the bike off center, but but you know that when they make their turn in, their turn in, they're gonna make it in one um, deliberate. One deliberate. Movement. Yeah, one deliberate yeah. movement over. They're not gonna you know turn the bike in, then pick it up and go back down. Yeah. No, it's one one. It's okay. absolutely one um, specific deliberate movement. But what you're talking about is when you, you know, taking the bike off center, um, and, and even I've gotten to the pace where, where I've done that is I'm going to look, I'm going to try to put the bike on the maximum contact patch. And the maximum contact patch is not straight up and down. It's when we're just a little bit off center of that. Okay. So what other, so, um, what other questions have we got? I know we've talked too much because I always talk too damn much, but uh, you got anything else for me? Um, I think we covered most of it. Like the other one was just when, when you were saying 12, 13, I see people getting their knee down and I'm just trying to figure out, do they really, to, is it because they're going that fast? Because that's not a sharp corner. That's, yeah, uh, that's we, a straight line for yeah, me. Yeah, so we talked about that. And, and you know, I think, you know, when I, when I go through there and, you know, eat at the same you know, lap time that you're doing, I'm gonna have very little lean angle. And of course, my goal is I want to run the least amount of lean yeah, angle possible yeah. for that pace, right? I wanna reduce my risk. And so, as I go quicker, and, and I'm gonna make it up, right? So I go through there at a two minute lap time, and let's say I go through those S's at 10 degrees of lean angle. Well, at a minute 55, I may go through there at 20 degrees of lean angle. A minute 50, I may go through there at whatever, 30 degrees of lean angle. So I will have to run more lean angle for sure. But the rider that's going through there at the same lap time that you're doing with 30 degrees of lean angle, that's, that's yeah, they're, they're running too much lean angle too much for that lap time. I'd rather work really hard on my trajectory. I'd rather work really hard on making sure the bike's slowed and pointed and my body timing. And that's another great point is, you know, when you have proper body timing, you can run less lean angle in a situation like that as well. Because if you end up being late, then you have to throw more lean angle at it at that point as well. So a lot of it ends up uh, being about body timing as well. So yeah, there's nothing, you know, it's funny, um, wh what you're talking about is, gosh, I'm not running on enough lean angle. Well, I, I almost think that's a good problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's not necessarily. I just, I don't buy pictures because I don't look good yeah, in the well, picture. So I'm saving myself a little bit of money, but. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, 
And, and you know, the, the, the cool pictures are great, yeah. but in some ways you, you have a very good problem going on. But, but if you do want to go quicker, those things that we talked about are going to be a big deal, um, which is, again, making sure your trajectories are, are set, uh, making sure your slowest point of the corner is very, very precise, um, and then you know, keeping the mass to the inside, having the inside foot where it needs to be, and then starting to go from foot to foot, you know, thigh to thigh, and then, um, and then knee to knee. And that gives you a pathway, it gives you a, uh, a pathway to, to literally get, get faster, but, but also safer as well. So. so now I have the information to work <laughs> on and knowledge over the next, till my next track day, I'm working on my knowledge skills. Great, all right, yeah, and I'm glad you said the word knowledge skills. Um, that's what these podcasts are about, right? We, we can't get on the bike necessarily and work on the skills with this, but uh, we, do, we do work on our knowledge objectives. So, um, Curtis, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Honor.